Hello, my lovely listeners. I'm Dr. Mary Barson. And I'm Dr. Lucy Burns. Welcome to this episode of Real Health and Weight Loss. Good morning, lovely listeners. Dr. Mary Barson here. And this Tuesday, I am joined by the fabulous Dr. Lucy. How's it going, mate? Good. Really good, actually. I'm feeling, well, (laughs) it's interesting. So by the time this goes to air, I will have been to low-carb Denver. So I'd love to pretend that I'm recording this live, but I am not. But I will have been. So I'm heading off to America in two days. So I'm excited about that. Looking for doctors who are in the low-carb space over there, hearing some of the latest science and bringing all that goodness back to our community at Real Life Medicine. I'm very excited to to be on the um, the receiving end of, of all those wonderful benefits that you'll get and all the beautiful stuff that you'll bring back knowledge-wise. I'm, I'm not actually expecting a present. It's, that's, you can bring me a present, but I'm not expecting one. Well, one of the, <laughs> one of the issues is going to be for me, and this is interesting, <laughs> is uh, I looked at the weather and on the day I arrive, it is one degree Celsius as the top and the minimum is negative 15. And I've never been in weather like that. I don't, I have no idea what that would feel like. I mean, I can think a fridge is like four degrees Celsius. A freezer, a freezer is about 20, negative 20. Okay. So I'd be sitting in a freezer. <laughs> so anyway. Wow. So I am off to pack this afternoon and it's hard. Again, I always find it tricky to manage your mind around the fact that I'm actually looking out my window in Melbourne on a summer's day and it's actually being summery it's beautiful beautiful blue sky it's about 30 degrees celsius it is delightful and to try and then transport my brain that in three days i'm going to be negative 15 anyway again the power of our mind which is what our episode is on today because you know lovely listeners we love working with our brains the most important things in our lives always happens between our ears Absolutely. So we thought we'd just do, you know, one of our favourite platforms that we have, which is the thought model, which is the basis of cognitive behavioural therapy. And again, recognising that we have thoughts that are in our mind. And for many of these thoughts, I mean, humans have a truckload of thoughts every day, tens of thousands. Interestingly, you're not always cognizant or conscious or aware, they all mean the same thing, of those thoughts. (laughs) Lots of them go on kind of underneath the surface. They're almost automatic. And when we have automatic thoughts, it never occurs to us to question them because they're just there. That first bit and I know you talk about this a lot, Mary, is bringing awareness to your thoughts. Mm. Become aware of your thoughts. Yes. The first step is awareness. And when you become aware of your thoughts, then you can give yourself, it takes practice, and we'll give you a little beautiful model that you can use to help you actually practically do this. You can bring awareness to what your thoughts are and you can have a bit of a I think about your thoughts. I love that. It has a really fancy word. It's called metacognition. I really, I love it. It's good. It's a good word. Um, So you can engage in some thinking about your thoughts and then you can challenge them gently and with loving kindness and think about what is it that I actually really need here. And the beautiful thing about this is because many of our automatic thoughts 
can lead to unhelpful actions, responses, or behaviors, whether that be yelling at someone because you've been triggered into an angry reaction, whether that be eating chocolate and or ice cream and or insert unhelpful food here to soothe your feelings. There are a myriad of unhelpful actions and responses that we can be triggered to do. And we don't actually necessarily need to be. That's a a triggering is sort of an automatic thought that leads us to an unhelpful or an unpleasant place. But you can insert a little pause and think about your thoughts and choose another way to respond and react. And this gets better with practice and it is a very powerful tool to learn. Absolutely, absolutely. And we need to know ourselves well and become really in sync or in tune with our bodies because sometimes we're not aware of our thoughts and our first, the first time we notice it might be a feeling in your body. So for some people it'll be that, you know, that feeling in your gut where there's a little, oh, and you go, oh, God, what's that? You know, and, and we, we might identify it as anxiety or some people actually won't identify it as anxiety. They'll identify it as sick. I feel sick. Or they, they'll go, I feel tight in my chest. And the phrase for that is somatic, which means it's a body feeling. So if you find that you've got those coming, again, you go, hmm, what's going on there? Because those sorts of body feelings are just the way our, our body expresses our emotions. Our mind and our body, they're the, the same thing. They really are. It's so they are. It's <laughs> so interesting, isn't it? <laughs> yep. that, and, again, medicine is very good at separating out the mind and the body, and the thought was always that doctors, all doctors deal with the body unless you're a psychiatrist, in which case you deal with the mind and everyone else and you don't deal with the body. It's like, oh, yeah, no, we've, uh, we've moved a long way forward, thank God. The mind and body are one. Indeed, indeed. So our brain kind of has two jobs. It's got lots of jobs, but two of its main jobs are to keep us safe, okay, because as a human we're quite vulnerable. You know, we don't have claws or wings or feathers or we can't run that fast. So we are quite vulnerable. So its job is always to be looking for things that might feel unsafe. And then its second job is to make us feel better because isn't that what everyone wants to do? They just want to feel better. So when Mary was talking about the word triggered, the trigger is often a place where you don't feel safe. But we don't call it that because that feels a bit weird, doesn't it? Yes, yes, yeah. We humans can get triggered for all kinds of reasons and sometimes we can be triggered to feel like we're in a really very unsafe, very unpleasant emotional state or we might be triggered to be just in a mildly unpleasant state or we can even be triggered to be in a happy state and to to feel joy and excitement. So there, <laughs> there are lots of... Lots of gradations of, of triggering, but when people say, "Oh, I feel really, feel really triggered," usually what people are talking about is that they see or hear something that sets up an automatic thought process that takes them back to a into a frightened state. For some reason, they are feeling fearful. This is usually a a learnt response, and it's our brain trying to keep us safe. And it could be trauma from our past or, you know, that we experienced or someone close to us experienced. It could be little capital, it could be little like lowercase t trauma or big capital t trauma. And we can 
something can happen and we can be brought back into thinking about that and into that unpleasant place. And that certainly isn't fun. And I think Lucy and I see it happen a lot with our beautiful people, our beautiful members, the people in our real life medicine community and world are traumatized by toxic diet culture. And there is lowercase and capital T case trauma scattered throughout there. And I can be really surprised sometimes at when I think that my language is moderate and loving as it is most of the time, I can still trigger people. And a big part of what we do is helping people understand what's going on with their brain when they're triggered so that you can be triggered less often because it ain't fun. You don't really want to live your life like that. No. In fact, what happens is when you can learn to identify what's going on, and as I said, people are at varying stages. So some people haven't even, don't recognize that it's a trigger. They just have those uncomfortable feelings. They feel yucky. They, you know, they've got guts or they're, they're, as I said, you've got chest pain. They don't actually realize that they've been triggered by something. But when you learn to identify something that is triggering you, The next step is to actually take a little bit of ownership on that because you can change it. We don't want to be in that situation where we feel helpless and that we can't control anything unless we don't experience the trigger because that that just means you have to live your life stuck in your house and maybe even that's triggering. Or, you know, so this idea that, oh, okay, I see what happened there. That was triggering. Hmm. Now, of course, I make it sound quite benign there, like, hmm, no, oh, I see there, there's, there's a, you know, ice cream sundae, hmm. And I recognise that for a lot of people it is much more dramatic than that. But our brain is also a pattern machine. That's why it does this. So the things that trigger you will trigger you time and time again. And when you learn to recognise that pattern, you can then start to look at your beautiful thoughts and think, hmm, could I think differently about this situation and if you can come to that point could I think differently that will open up a beautiful range of possibilities for your brain if your response is no I can't think differently this is how it is then really then then you're kind of stuck with that one option and it would be so much better I think if you've got a range of options to choose yes I have this lovely tool that I use and a tool that we teach our beautiful people borrowed from the Emotion Coaching Godham Institute's research around parenting, around emotionally coaching your children. Because you can, yes, emotionally coaching your children is a really sensible thing to do, but, but before that we actually need to emotionally coach ourselves. And I love this tool. It's so simple and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk about it now. Get excited, everybody. So imagine you've got a remote control, okay, in your hand. And in this remote control, it's got three buttons. It's got stop, pause, play. And when you first notice, you need to bring awareness, when you first notice that your thoughts are going off in an unhelpful direction, that you've been triggered somehow, you can push stop. And when you push stop, you just literally stop what you're doing and ground yourself. And a great way to ground yourself is to just quite literally put your feet on the ground. If you're sitting, just put your feet on the ground. If you're standing already, just notice your feet on the ground. That is your stop. 
Okay, so you push stop. And then you can push pause. And with this pause, focus on your breath. Just simply take five deep breaths. You don't have to do it obviously. You can if you want to, but you don't have to. You can just take five slow breaths you know, right down into your belly. And when you're doing that, you are turning on the relaxation pathways in your brain. The parasympathetic nervous system is getting activated and you are bringing down your stress levels, bringing down your arousal levels down into a nice calm state. And you can feel that calmness in your body. And then you tune in and you just feel that calmness even if you're not completely calm, you might go from, you know, an eight out of 10 stressed out to a six out of 10 stressed out. And you can just notice that calming. That's your pause. And once you notice that you've done that, you can stop and ask yourself, what do I need here? What is going on? Have a little think about your thoughts. And there might be something that you need. It might be that you need to take a break. It might be that you need to, the next action is to call a friend. And there might be some, maybe go outside and, and look at the sky. There might be something that you need in that, that you could do. And then once you've just taken, and we're talking really just a few seconds here, it doesn't take ages. Once you've tuned into your body, you can then push play again, and then you can respond with that new understanding. And pushing play means you can go and choose of the range of options that you have. What is the one that is right for you right now? Stop pause, play. I love that. I love that on so many levels. And I think it's it's like a variation on that, on the flip your lid thing. We can't make, nobody can make sensible decisions or decisions that they're usually happy with if they're in that very heightened emotional state. We know that. We know your frontal, your prefrontal cortex has gone offline. You're acting from the place of your amygdala. The amygdala's job is to keep you very safe and it will do it sometimes to actually the detriment of your, you know, relationships or, or friends. Who is to give you? All kinds of things. Health goals. All of the things. It will yes. just make decisions that are really just for that minute, that second, and then you go, actually, I, I, I really didn't want to eat the tub of ice cream or I really didn't want to yell at my child. I was just having a moment. So... Absolutely wonderful, wonderful technique. And it's interesting because as you were speaking then, I was being lulled into some of the words that you do use in your hypnosis, which we both do. When we teach our people hypnosis sessions, we talk often about the relaxation phase and how important it is and how that, you know, just slowing your breathing down elicits your relaxation response. So if you've listened to our last few episodes, you will know that we do have a free hypnosis that is available. And hypnosis, I guess, has two elements to it. At its very core, the whole point of it is to elicit a beautiful relaxation response. And for many of us, we literally do not spend any moments in active physiological relaxation. So active physiological relaxation is quite different to just you know, sitting on the couch watching Netflix. That's not the same thing. I know we use the same words and people go, oh, I'm just going to go and relax and watch Netflix. That's a perfectly fine thing to do. Don't think we're not happy with that idea. Both Mary and I do that a fair bit as well. But this is an active physiological relaxation and it's super, super important. That's the first part of the hypnosis is to induce that state. 
And then while your brain's off actually finally relaxing instead of thinking about a million things, we just talk to it about some helpful suggestions. And in this case, it's about nurturing your body and your mind back to health with real food. So lovelies, if you'd like to go and download that hypnosis, you can. It'll be in the show notes, but you can if you're driving. You just don't do it while you're driving and never do hypnosis. Don't do it while you're driving. (laughs) Never do hypnosis while you're driving and don't download it while you're driving. But pop this into your memory for later. It is just our website, all the W's, rlmedicine.com forward slash nurture, all one word, little letters. It is a beautiful nurturing experience. And that's what we'd like to leave you with today, my loves. Goodbye, everybody. I hope you have a lovely day and bringing just a little bit of awareness into your thoughts. Absolutely. See you later, beautiful ones. So, my lovely listeners, that ends this episode of Real Health and Weight Loss. I'm Dr. Lucy Burns. And I'm Dr. Mary Barson. We're from Real Life Medicine. To contact us, please visit rlmedicine.com. And until next time, thanks thanks for for listening. listening. The information shared on the Real Health and Weight Loss podcast, including show notes and links, provides general information only. It is not a substitute, nor is it intended to provide individualized medical advice, diagnosis or treatment, nor can it be construed as such. Please consult your doctor for any medical concerns.